We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Coming up on Squats and Margaritas. Recovery in any shape or form really takes a, um, a willingness. And to get to that willingness, sometimes it's circuitous because you have to exhaust all um, your own ways of managing, your self-will, your uh, conditioning, your patterning, and really just walking that out all the way to the end and just like, I can't do this this way anymore. I don't have the tools, you know? And so there comes that moment where you can uh, surrender. And one of the mentors that I met in that recovery world talked about surrendering to win. Mm. And that was a novel concept to me to really take stock of your own inventory and say, I have used every tool in my own toolbox and I need to avail myself to something else. And that was that rock bottom for me. And so my addictions, if you will, or my uh, negative patterning, my inability to stay present with what is my inability to process feelings in real time led me to use food, use relationships, use people, clothes, shopping and substances. Um, anything at all to create a buffer, anything at all to um, be able to feel like I wasn't drowning in my own perceptions and um, my lack of self-love. Hey, senorita, really nice to meet you. Have some tequila and say, this week on Squats and Margaritas, it's clinical hypnotherapist, certified life and spiritual coach, meditation teacher, Ryan Haddon. She has had quite a journey, almost lived one life in LA and now lives a completely different life on a farm in Pennsylvania. She's very transparent about her addictions and she's almost 20 years in recovery now. I want to get into that as I am on my sober curious journey. Um, she talks about just living an authentic life and centering yourself, not being swayed by what the world says you should do. I know she offers a workshop on work-life balance, which is my biggest struggle. So hopefully she'll workshop me. Please do me a favor and hit subscribe so you get an alert every time a new episode drops. And please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. Here is my episode with Ryan Haddon. What I wanted this to be was all the things that I've learned from you. Um, I've listened to you on some podcasts and follow you on Instagram and get into each of those things to share those topics with my listeners. If that works for you. Love it. Sure. Let's okay, do it. Fabulous. Yeah. So I wanted to start kind of with your former life in LA. You're very transparent about your addiction and your recovery. Can we start in LA that life um, and whether or not there was like a rock bottom moment that led you to recovery? Absolutely. Because uh, recovery in any shape or form really takes a, um, a willingness and to get to that willingness, sometimes it's circuitous because you have to exhaust all um, your own ways of managing your self-will, your uh, conditioning, your patterning, and really just walking that out all the way to the end and just like, 
I can't do this this way anymore. I don't have the tools. So it really, um, and some people have higher bottoms than others. And, um, and it just takes what it takes to get to that place. And we are also in a um, world that talks about mind power and willpower and things like that. So it can be very misleading for a long time and just thinking if I could just do it this way, if I could just figure this out, if I could just, you know, and keep, don't quit, just keep going, just keep, you know, and so there comes that moment where you can uh, surrender. And one of the people, one of the mentors that I met in that recovery world talked about surrendering to win. Mm. And that was a novel concept to me um, to have, to be empowered in a moment to really take stock of your own inventory and say, I have um, used every tool in my own toolbox and I need to avail myself to something else. And that was that rock bottom for me. And so my addictions, if you will, or my uh, negative patterning, my inability to stay present with what is my inability to process feelings in real time led me to use food, use relationships, use people, clothes, shopping and substances um, anything at all to create a buffer, anything at all to, um, be able to feel like I wasn't drowning in my own perceptions and, um, my lack of self-love. So there's the short answer. We have a lot in common. Uh, I first want to say contradictory to what the name of my podcast is. You'll probably be um, surprised to know that I'm actually extremely sober curious and oh. I drink significantly less. Um, I wanted to talk about like the pandemic and mm -hmm. the acceptable mommy wine culture. It's like what you did. And mm -hmm. I always, I put out my book squats and margaritas before the pandemic, like literally like a month <laughs> I had like my book signing and then the world shut down. Mm -hmm. And at that point I was promoting, I, I still promote a balanced lifestyle mm -hmm. in my past. Uh, you mentioned food or eating. I struggled with anorexia, bulimia, depression, had no self-worth for mm -hmm. 10 to 15 years. And I finally got it together by living life with balance where I would just listen to my body. I stopped restricting. I stopped stressing and I allow myself a cocktail. And in my mind and how I live now is like, if I have a cocktail, it's less tempting and it's not off limits. It's just a part of my lifestyle. It makes it almost like neutral. And that's how I was living before the pandemic. Admittedly, during the pandemic, I started drinking every day and I found myself drinking earlier in the day, every day. And I was embracing mommy wine culture. Like I was making TikToks about drinking and that's what we did. What else were we supposed to do? And I just, came, I didn't really have like a rock bottom moment, but it just came to a point where someone said it this way, like alcohol served me in my twenties and thirties. It no longer serves me in my forties. And I kind of had that like, moment where I was like, I'm sick of waking up and not feeling clear. I have two young kids. So I significantly reduce, I mean, I'll have like a glass of wine now, like maybe, and I, I used to drink every day, multiple drinks. So I'm kind of, I haven't been able to completely stop drinking, but I worry that with my, uh, eating disorder past and having something like off limits and rules, it's going to make me even more tempted and it make it more enticing. So now I allow it but I, I truly have not really been drinking. And I was worried it would like ruin my brand. Um, cause it's squats and margaritas. And I actually, I was uh, interviewing Gabby Bernstein and I said that, and she very profoundly and 
candidly said, fuck your brand. This is true to you. This is like embracing what is, is true in your life. And if this is where your path is taking you, you share authentically that you don't really drink anymore. So I do, and I still have the squats and margaritas platform, but I just, I feel better. Like I, I don't feel like it serves me anymore. And I didn't have a rock bottom moment to get there, but we have a lot in common. We're both very transparent about our struggles. Like, and it's almost like, don't you feel like now that you talk about it so openly, it almost like releases the shame and everything of it that you've been carrying for so long when we try to pretend like everything's perfect. Now we just say it and you just, it's like you're lighter. Yeah, I think so. A big part of me in this recovery space was about talking about it from the beginning. So I don't know how to do it without doing that. Yes. Um, I just hit my 19 years in in that world, you know, so thank you. And by, by saying that it's really just 19 years of being willing to reach for other things. 19 years of being willing to say why, you know, be curious. You talk about curiosity. That's like a big part of how I, um, run my own life and how I work with others is to get curious about what's the, what does this mean? What is, why is this coming up for me? Where am I at with this? Oh, wow. I'm triggered. What, what do you think that's about? Like those, that kind of conversation is, is internal and, um, it's very, it can, it's following this rabbit hole of making space for wherever you are, whatever's going on. And it can really lead to an increased, uh, connection to self. So I I recommend that highly. And I also want to say props to you. That's amazing. Um, so it seems like you had an area of your life that felt really unmanageable with food, but the drinking piece was more like, this is taking away from what I'm building, taking away from who I am versus this is dominating and managing my life, which is my situation, you know? Um, so bulimia and anorexia were Yes. Like we're unmanageable. I mean, I, can, I have something to compare to. Yes. But, I totally get it. It's the same. Yeah. But it's the same thing. It's just to... taking up headspace. Exactly. Yes. It's the That's obsession. Exactly. When am I going to do this? What's going to happen? What's going to be the planning of the food? What's going to be, you know, where am I going to do it? What's, who am I going to see afterwards? How's my face going to look? How it's like, it, there's, oh it, my gosh. <laughs> yes. 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 And that right there is part of why we do these things because it's a leak on purpose so that we are not present with what is right. It's like, where do we put that focus? So we don't have to be but yes. to show up for what's actually happening here. Oh my and gosh. you can see after when you set that aside and it's yes. not as easy as setting it aside, but when that happens, you're like, Holy shit, I have so much, what, what yes. I have so much space. What am I going to fill this with? But right? that is not taking up your entire day. Yeah. Of like the next time you're going to do everything you just said. Um, yes. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now back to squats and margaritas. And you talk about like being true to like your center. You say it's like an anchor to yourself. The world's going to sway you one way or the other, but your anchor Mm -hmm. is to yourself, is your center. And Mm -hmm. people going away from center is like when you're trying to achieve, like when I get here, when I make this much money, when I get this promotion and all of those things are taking you away from like, your center. And I feel like you said, that's how you used to live. I, I assume when you were in LA, like you would surround yourself with like the people that were killing it. But what'd you say? It only brought out like your lack instead of thinking like, I'm going to hang out with all these important people. Now I'm going to get some of the shine. It just made you oh, realize it just highlighted, highlighted right. more of what, um, the discrepancy between yeah. myself, you know, so I was surrounding myself with excellence. That's what I always say with people in their excellence. So, um, and that's what happens when you're, you feel insecure or you feel, um, like you're not enough. Sometimes you pull in those people or you'll pull people that are less than you that's so good. that you can shine. <laughs> so I've done both. It's I'm flexible. <laughs> Lower companions you- and aspirational companions. It's all good. I fit somewhere in the middle from? there. Yeah. Like that, not having self-worth and trying to like find it by associating yourself with other people. Like some people don't struggle with that. Like I completely did. Where do you think I'm first born? I've done a lot of studies about that. Like this perfectionism. Are you by chance? I'm sure I am. I'm sure that's wielded its ugly head in my history. (laughs) I just wonder like why some people are just confident and some people, I mean, I had no self-worth whatsoever And I always, the same thing, kind of like celebrities. I would always try to like, admittedly, my husband played in the NFL for nine years and I met him in the prime of his career when I was just coming off of my eating disorder and had no self-worth. And I think back now, like, obviously I love, it's been 17 years. We have two kids. I love my husband, but might the initial draw to him have been that he was like a, famous name and he it validated me like he likes me so i have worth like Mm -hmm. i think about that why did i need it like externally and where do you think your lack of self-worth came from oh my god the truth is is that we're in a world in a matrix that is vested in us not being in our (laughs) self-worth 
they, because they the profits from our not being in our self worth. So we are right. getting we're being bombarded, and this isn't a victim. We're not sitting here like, oh my god, it's so hard. Like right. that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we have to see things as they are. We can yes, if you didn't have a childhood that way, which many of us had have had, you know, parents we pass on what we know a lot of times when we're unconscious, and so we're we're managing that. Um, but then we also live in this society that's like, you don't smell right. You don't look right. You should do this, that, and they profit from that idea. And then now we also have the spiritual community that does the same thing. If you're not peaceful, if you're not meditating every day, if you're not, you're not on the path, you're not doing it right. If you don't have crystals, if you're not doing singing bowls, if you're not, you know, doing gratitude journals. So it's, it's just more of that. And I really, this is like a call to arms for me and someone in the wellness space to just say, none of that fucking matters. Like, how do you drop into yourself? How do you find ways in your day to practice presence? Because if we've just defined addiction or things about taking you off of that, then it could be just through a breath. It could be when you're washing your dishes. It could be when you take a walk. It doesn't have to look, it's not prescriptive. Mm -hmm. You know, it's whatever, um, wherever you can grab it. And that happens in seasons as women, as people, we're in different stages of our lives. We might be with young kids. And then it's when we're playing fucking Legos on the floor. Like it's then like, seriously, do it then. It's Don't so sit hard for the mat. Ryan, I wanted to get into that. Like my season is I launched a brand and a nonprofit and everything is working like work-wise while I have a four and a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for me to stay present and locked in with them. Like you almost yeah. have to be it sounds counterintuitive. You have to be intentional about mm-hmm. just being present in the moment. And it, sh- it seems like it should just come natural, just be present. But I have to really, I'm look, thinking of a million different things. I'm always trying to be efficient and productive. And like, what's another thing that I can do to set myself up to uh, be more efficient tomorrow and checking things off. And I can't slow down and be present and take those moments. So I feel like I live in such a high stress state because I never stop. And then I'm like short with my kids. And it's interesting. You said it's a season. Like I know that it's just a season and it gets easier. But then on the other hand, I know that it's just a season that I have young kids and they want to be around me and it's like, I'm missing it. So that, yeah, I mean, I think it's about quality rather than quantity. And everyone um, might get, we might get a lot of flack for that because we, you know, this has been, you're also co-creating your life and, you know, each one of us have to find what makes sense. Like if you're, you're definitely a way shower, Aaron, you know, I'm thinking about your original conversation about you shifting your brand a little bit or your intentionality around it. And we have to, we have to assume that those following you are um, interested and also being flexible and shifting themselves alongside you. So this is a, a stake that you put in the ground about who you are and how you're showing up in your purpose on the planet at this time. And this is arguably a pivotal moment in our humanity. And so we can touch back into that a little bit later on. Cause I want to stay yeah, with this point I want to. with you with <laughs> this idea that, you know, if this is on purpose for you, where can you release those parts of yourself that hold tight? Where can you like, so this is also you're growing alongside your children. You know, we have this idea that motherhood's like, just like I said, spirituality is supposed to look this way that ties into the perfectionism, but where within that can you create space? So maybe it's setting a timer on your phone. If you find this is an addictive piece or, or or a pattern that we have a neural pathway that's been etched about you constantly move the head going, how can you set a timer on your phone and say, I'm going to be present for five minutes. 
That's what I say to my clients. What measurable, actionable thing can you take and make it small, start small, do five minutes, do 10 minutes. I'm going to do this and put my phone away for 10 minutes. I'm going to play. What do you guys want to play? Yeah. I'm totally here for five or 10 minutes. Don't say that. Cause they're going to be like, that's <laughs> they don't have a sense of time Got it. So, at that age. It's fine. So you just say, I'm going to, I'm going to set this time with you. We'll do whatever you want. And it's like, just putting in this clocking in those little minutes in a day. So when your head hits the pillow at night, otherwise it's you that self-fulfilling prophecy of you saying, I'm not the parent I want to be. I have to choose between this and this. It's like, I'm creating space for many things and we can't do it all. That's another fallacy. We can't be all things to all people. We can't meet everything everywhere. So can we breathe into that and release just a little bit? Where can you do that? You know, where can you grab that, those moments? So again, if you're doing the dishes, if you're taking a walk, make it intentional. Don't take a walk and be on your phone, you know, find those little place. I do too. Like we all, we're all doing that. I catch my, I take my goats for a walk. I live on a farm and like, sometimes I bring my phone and these days I'm like, I'm leaving my phone in the house. I'm like, I need to bring my phone so I can take cute pictures of how adorable (laughs) they are. Of course, post them on Instagram. (laughs) Nobody cares about my goats. then you're on. No, I care about your goats. (laughs) Thanks. Okay, good. Good to know. One person What's so funny about that is I started walking. I used to just, well, when I was in my mess, like running, uh, running to burn calories. And it was all about exercise and being fit. And now I, I don't even run it. I just walk in nature mm-hmm. and I stopped doing AirPods so I could just be more present. So I, there's no need to take my phone because I'm not listening to music. But like you said, when you block other stuff out, you make space for so much more. And there's so much that come to me on those walks that I'm like, Oh my God, I got it. But I don't have my phone. Cause I'm trying to be intentional, but all of my ideas, it's like how many things were right there, but I was like listening to my playlist or something. And I wasn't present because now that I don't have it, there's so much like mm-hmm. that just comes to me. And it's like, I almost have to bring my phone now because I'm like, I, I think of everything. Cause my mind is just clear. It yes. brings me to hypnotherapy. It's like, I'm in trance. Like when I'm walking and so there's nothing else there. And that's when I go into like a trance state. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure that that's true. And I just learned things are coming to you from your higher self. Like that part of you that it can open to that because it's not the, the human part of you. That's just like try to figure out in this 3d, like what's next, how do I do this? What is that? And you can just open yourself up to hearing something from a, a wiser part of you, an aspect yes. of you. We all have these aspects of ourselves, right? Who's in play right now? Is it the inner child? Is it the subconscious? Is it the ego? Like what is, who is here? Who's, who's I just started learning about internal family systems and mm-hmm. like how your protector parts come up and uh, the ego. Any yeah. Is there a quick way for anybody that is not on a new spiritual path like I just found to explain kind of how that works without, or is that going to take like a whole episode? So I want to talk to you about other things, but anybody that just heard that. No, I just think, I think that it's so fascinating to, to just think of ourselves as multidimensional. Yes. I would say that. And when we start to understand that, that it's not who, you know, there's parts that take the lead based on what's going on in our lives. Like if you have an addictive tendency, that's the the addiction, right? They call that in the 12 step world, the disease, you know, the disease is talking, the ism, they call it the ism, right? The ism is talking in in food or whatever that is. So you, you kind of recognize that voice, which is like, I want it now. It has to happen. This, you know, like that, um, and the obsession, right? So you, you, you start to get like, get curious, get this. This is the idea of get the curiosity. Like what's on the forefront. What was I just thinking? We have like 30,000 thoughts a day. Well, what was I just thinking? It just created a mood. Now I'm in a weird space. Like, 
what was that? And then try to untangle it. We can't catch every one, but it's that curiosity that kind of can lead the way. So that would be one aspect of you. The other is the subconscious mind runs 95% of our life. Now that's wow, right? It's super wow because um, it holds all our memories, our imagination and all our emotions. So you can mm. see how it's constantly rerouting things all the time. And we're all our programming comes in there. So if any beliefs you have, anything, any programming you have, it's all housed there. And then you have the conscious mind, which wants different, has aspirations. I want to do this and I want to do that. And then when those two things aren't aligned, your best intentions get rerouted. And that's where the frustration has you. A lot of people on the search path are just like, I'm doing everything. And it's not, and it's really, it's because the subconscious is in play and the subconscious is our friend. What it's trying to do is highlight those parts of us that are still in shadow, those parts of us that are still unhealed. It's showing us what we truly believe, right? That's why affirmations, a lot of times we do them in the conscious mind. They don't actually take root in our system. I learned that from you. You said do, do it right when you wake up or right before you go to bed. Cause yeah. that's when like your subconscious is most receptive mm-hmm. to it. So if you're doing it in the middle of the day and you're like, I will be, I don't know, I will be rich. And mm-hmm. you're, you don't even believe that, but it's like when your mind is more, cause people that maybe do it in the middle of the day and it's like affirmations are bullshit. <laughs> like, right. Maybe you're not doing it at the right time <laughs> in the right be, brain. Cause you're not in the brainwave activity state. Mm-hmm. Like it's when it, it slows. That's why when you're taking a walk, you're probably in that alpha state it's below beta. And so it's slower. And so that's when the subconscious is absorbing things. So that's why things are coming to you. That's why things are probably coming up from the subconscious. Things are coming up from that divine part of you. You know, we're souls having a human experience and our souls are guiding things for the most part. So we want to keep checking into that part of us. That's who I want to be running the show. I don't want my ego. I don't want my inner child throwing a shit fit in a tantrum and like, I want this in this relationship, you know, like that's (laughs) what she's doing. You know, I want to be loved. I want to be, you know, taken care of and respected. And it might like, she, she will demand that to the gates Mm -hmm. of sanity. And that's not to say we can't ask for those things, but am I get delivered? Am I willing to, to walk that out for myself? Am I willing to respect, honor, love, take care of my own needs and wants, and then show up in partnership with someone else, yeah. you know, with my cup full. And that's, you know, we're not two halves fit together into a whole. That's just hooey, you yes. know, it doesn't work. It's two broken pieces sometimes fit that way. Oh my God. But we're kind of all done with that, right? Yeah. None of us think that's the way anymore. You don't complete me. I complete me, you know? <laughs> I complete me and I get to show up and have fun with you and get out. Yeah. I love that. And I think people, when you're saying like when these triggers come up and you're like, lean into that and go in there and see what, like what that's all about. People are afraid to, it's like, you get like a dark thought and you're like, Ooh, I don't want to go there. Like I was almost afraid to walk without, or yeah, walk without AirPods because I was like, I don't want to just like be with my thoughts. Like you don't, you try not to go. If a trigger comes up, you just want it to go away. You don't, but you're saying, your subconscious is trying to tell you something that you could like learn from. So you need to like lean into those yes, uh, itchy kind of things that come yes. up that most people try to push. And away. then have tools. Like the thing is, is that don't go into that neighborhood alone, you know, yeah. have tools to, to regulate, have tools to be able to make space for that. And that's like really big on, you know, I teach classes on this, on the tech class called the tools, oh um, because I feel like we can't, how can we be brave? And want to take that walk if we don't have a way to manage, you know, from you speaking to someone who is 
admittedly said, I couldn't manage big feelings. So I drank over them, you know, um, or I picked a food or a relationship or shopping, whatever that was. So I really, really get that that's terrifying, but I think learning how to be with your breath, learning how to watch a thought and let it go, taking space to write down what you think and feel, um, having someone you can talk to that you trust, having, um, a way to move the body and, you know, eat clean and sweat and and say in the, sit in the sun, like just all the the things that we can do, mind, body, soul, there's a lot of parts of us and there's a lot of, um, parts of us that need specific nurturing. And that's, there's no, it's not prescriptive. Everyone has their own way of doing that, but find your ways and stick to them. And then also notice if you've outgrown them, because that can happen too. We have to keep replenishing our tools in the toolbox. What fills you up? Ask yourself that. What fills me up and really not validates, not like right. uh, makes me feel like I'm, do, I'm a good girl in, 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 in this world. And I'm, you know, fulfilling like what What's really, really to, but what does supports yeah. you and helps you stay tethered to yourself. What does that? Um, and sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do. Obviously we have responsibilities and duties we have to show up for because we're co-creating and those are just a part of being a human in this time. Right. But also making sure that that's in balance, that you're also doing those other things like you finding your walk. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Guys, we're moms. We're not out on the town every night anymore. We're chasing our toddlers through our kitchen. But there are those times where you want just that little extra something. Maybe it's a girl's night, a wedding, a date night, a work event. If you're looking for that little extra confidence boost, you need Rejuvalift. Rejuvalift delivers dramatic results to minimize the look of lines, wrinkles, crow's feet, those 11 lines that I have between my eyebrows. I use it on the bags under my eyes. Guys, it works in four minutes and delivers results up to seven hours. I've tried it. I'm obsessed. And now Squats and Margaritas listeners can get 20% off at rejuvaliftbeauty.com using code margaritas. That's R-E-J-U-V-A liftbeauty.com and use promo code margaritas. You need this in your life. Shipping is free. You get 20% off. Go to rejuvaliftbeauty.com. Now back to Squats and Margaritas. I just, I have guilt about it. I feel like because I have young kids, I'm supposed to be not focused on a career right now. It's like, do it later. But like your human design, human design. So do you know about that? Like, you know what yours is? I was on their podcast. Yeah. I just learned about this. I'm a generator. And so it's like, I feel everything in my body and it's like, you're, you'll get these feelings and your mind is like, no, that doesn't make sense. But it's like, they were like, you follow your gut and your body. And I know that this is what I'm supposed to do right now. And I know that I went through all that pain to find my purpose and to be able to help other women. And I just established a foundation for teen girls who are struggling with body image and self-worth. You would be a, an asset to that. Absolutely. We will talk about that, right. but I know I, like you said, I, it lights me up. Like when I can talk to a girl, a younger girl and just be like, I get it. I've been through it. I was there. It's just a season. It's going to be fine. Like, I know that that's my purpose. And so I'm doing it. But then I also see like when my son's at the door and I just have this noise that it's like, am I focused on my purpose and helping these girls and like missing my kids who want to be with me right now? And I, I try to act like, no, I can balance all the things I can't. And I have that guilt at night. Like I, if I was too 
you know, work focused. And, but it, like they were saying, it's making me feel better. Like knowing my human design that like, I am moved to do these things. And now I can trust that when I feel those things, it's, it's true. Like yes. that that's a real thing. And based on my human design and when I follow those things and I'm it, it all, the things that have happened in the last couple of months that have all synced up mm-hmm. to go from like, I got this show out of the blue. A, a radio station was watching me, gave me a show. I started booking like these bigger guests who I've stayed in touch with, who are now my community that is going to be a part of Blue Butterfly. I think it's balancing that purpose and also what's here for us in one of our primary roles, because I'm nurturing a lot of people and helping yeah. a lot of people grow and evolve and become their best version of themselves. And, um, you know, the thing of it is, is that kids do want us there every minute. Yeah. You know, I can spend the whole day with my daughter and then she's like climbing to bed with me and like, you here like this. And I'm like, it's 10 o'clock. I'm done. <laughs> like, you know, right. so but I, then they're I, not, then they're going to be a teenager and that's going to go away. And it's like, did I miss it? No, did I, I waste it? Cause I was, no, I know these, these are good things to ask ourselves. And then also find that if it's a leak, you know, is this a way that you can keep doing like, putting a hand up and you can't see what I'm doing right now. Those that are listening, but you're putting a hand up like, like a police, you know, traffic person. And then you're doing a stop sign, but you're also saying, come this way. Come on, come on, stop, 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 come, come, come. And that's kind of what we do when we get scared. So notice that part, what's true. Where can I carve out more time and be more present when I am here? And how do I serve my purpose in the ways that I can, where it doesn't take over everything where I become obsessive and I'm very like, I'm not a super multitasker. So my husband makes fun of me that way. Like I become all consumed. So I'm learning this one of my life lessons. Cause I'm also here to grow and evolve as a soul alongside my children. Yeah. So it's also learning to create boundaries, also places where I can, where I'm, you know, overly focused on one area it's creating it's it's I'm learning beside them. And I'm also modeling to them that my life matters. My purpose matters. My place in the world matters. And they're so proud of me. My girls are so proud of me. They tell everybody, my mommy does this. My mommy does that. You know, so it's, I think just knowing that, um, it's about balance. I'm not validating work. Like I'm not getting into that conversation and working on versus stay at home, whatever is your path. And it feels true to you walk it, but where are you out of alignment with yourself? Where, what's that undercurrent underneath the surface? Is it there to tell you to pay more attention or is it a place where you, um, stop abundance flowing into your life because you're scared? This is what it is. I have a no, I know my purpose and knowing my human design is like follow. I know the things that have lined up that I'm supposed to do this. I have the noise about not showing up and being there enough for the kids, or maybe I'm taking on more. So he's taking on more with the kids, even though I know it's true. I still have to kind of like justify Mm -hmm. that you're in partnership. Yeah, you do. I don't doubt what I'm supposed to do, but he's making me almost have to justify it and like you, we have these young kids and like, Amazing. I know that I'm supposed to do it, but yeah. he doesn't see it that way. So it's like, like you said, it's a dance. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I know I'm, it's not that I'm scared. I got so excited learning about human design and the things that they were saying, they're like, it literally says here, you're a four, six, you should start a nonprofit. And I was like, you guys, I just started a nonprofit. And they're like, have you ever gone to the front door? And you just have like a feeling. And I was like, my neighbor forgot to put her car in park. And she's holding onto the steering wheel, coming across the front walkway. And I ran out and I put her car in park and they both like cover their eyes. And I was like, what? And they're like, your specific chart says that you have, you're connected to a higher spiritual plane and you get feelings around people's safety. 
Mm. And everything that was happening, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like falling on the ground. This is the masterclass that you're in, Erin, right now. Okay. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because you have this opportunity and you have this knowing. You said knowing a bunch of times in this. So I just yes. want to remind you. I know. It's that not You're me. like, I, I have like, a knowing. Yes. I want to convince And him. so the, the, the masterclass piece is that you are cohabiting with someone who you have to turn away from a little bit to be able to um, uh, claim this knowing and be able to walk it out and just say, you don't have to understand, but this is what I'm called to do next. And I know you, um, I've held space for you to walk out your purpose and now it's my time and you're just going to have to trust me. And that, those are the types of things, like if you've had an over directing parent or someone who didn't direct enough, yeah. These are these moments that as souls, we come together to offer these lessons for each other, this friction, these exact Uh. paradigms and these setups. So we can thank him in advance for this um, education, this, you know, upleveling that you're having, because as someone who, you know, has maybe been not known what I'm doing, what I'm doing, I'll just side along with the person who's more powerful in the relationship or more powerful in the world. This is your moment to put your own stake in the ground and say, this is what I'm about. Ever since, I don't know, I just got a call. Like, I know that this is, yeah. I it's got my show. Place so everything you have to, we have to look at that. Like that's irrefutable proof. Cause that's what we're modeling for our children yes. too. That's what you, you made know? me think. I want her to find some, my daughter to find something yes. she's so passionate about. You're so lit up. We and want see, that for her. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny too. Cause I did the human design. Everything I wrote down, it was like, you get these feelings, your head does, it doesn't make sense, but it's just like a feeling in your body. You have to follow anything in your body and other people, it won't make sense to anybody else. That's what you're here to do. I mean, we're, we're, in, we incarnate to have these adventures yeah. and we have a lot of roles that we play and, and a, a role as a mother is sacred and special. It really, really is. And I do feel there's been a concerted effort in trying to, um, you know, through feminism and such critics, get us out of the home and not be present for our kids. There's, there is a piece of that, that I feel like it's been in play, but it's where can we create balance? Where can we stop the noise, this internal dialogue that we have of perfectionism of from the outside in of what it's supposed to look like and started breathing it from the inside out and trusting our intuition, trusting our path, trusting theirs. Um, that's a big thing. You know, when you get older kids, you'll see there's shenanigans. (laughs) When they say, you know, kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. Yeah. There's all kinds of things. And you really get that lesson or you're going to be take, you're going to be schooled. You're like you, they are not an extension of you. They are their own people. I mean, you probably see that now anyway. I mean, most of us do, they come out pretty, pretty fully formed, um, in personalities. And when you have four, when you have multiple, you really get to see like, I have no say in this personality piece, really. Like this is who you are. And my, I have two kids, both sets, um, look at each other and they're like, what the f-? like I, don't, I don't understand anything about how you're showing up in this space in this moment. What are you doing? Like they just, they don't get it. They, I don't yeah. have the siblings that, that, that see each other in that light, but I can see how they're working on each other. Yeah. I can see how they are comp- they're helping each other, like mirroring different things for each other. And I marvel at that. It's a lot of work. You know, but to parent about to that, space like, for them, but I really do see their exchange, you know, and it's almost like all purposeful. Like I see my daughter, <laughs> she's almost seven. She's so almost like mean and hard on my son who's four, but he's getting bigger and like standing up for himself. And I feel like it's kind of like grooming him to be able to handle yes. anything. Like yeah. he's supposed to have this sister that's always knocking him down. 
to set him up for what he's going to do in life. And he's going to not, he'll be able to handle everything. I always think about that when she knocks him down, I'm like, it's all right, get up. But like, and now he's getting to be as big as her. And yeah. I'm like, watch it. Like you keep it reckoning. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, um, that's so cool. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Now back to squats and margaritas. The only thing we didn't get into was how hypnotherapy is mm-hmm. how that can be a part or why it should be part of a spiritual practice. Like I know that mm-hmm. you're a hypnotherapist. If somebody wants to come to you for that, like what can that bring out or why should that be a part of your spiritual practice? I don't know that it sh- I don't know. I I think I don't think it should be. I think that you can drop yourself into hypnosis. I'm really less and less mm. um feeling like I feel like we can learn techniques to drop ourselves into that theta space, you know, like we spoke of, you know, there's those brainwave activity states through breath, through intention, by um, repeating those affirmations, by, um, you know, really focusing on slowing the brainwave pattern down and then really repeating what we want, seeing on a visual screen, you know, there's a self-hypnosis that I love to teach people. Anyone who comes through my practice will do hypnosis, but I'm going to teach you self-hypnosis because I want you to work on it on your own. And it's super simple. You get, take yourself to a place in nature. I'll just give you the quick bullet points. Get comfortable, take three deep breaths, then count down from 10 down to one. Really on each exhale, count that number out. Then see on a widescreen TV what you want, the result you want in your life. So, and just play that over and over how you look, how you feel. Like, just see that and really like pull up the colors, pull up the feeling. And then imagine yourself calling someone up and being like, I can't believe it. You know, look at what I've accomplished, look what I've achieved. Like, saying it in a third party to a third Mm -hmm. party really like um, solidifies things and then repeat a a phrase 10 times to yourself silently or in your mind, like um, every day in every way, I love myself more and more, you know, that every day in every way that that's one of the first ever um, I'm getting better and better. That is one of the first uh, phrases of um, hypnosis that was ever created by Emile Kouet at this um, pharmacist in France in like the 1800s, every day in every way, I'm getting better and better every day in every way I'm getting better and better. And saying that you can see it becomes this really soothing thing. And guess what? Your subconscious loves hope. It absolutely adores hope and curiosity. Those are the things that it really likes to chew on and work with. So when you impregnate the subconscious mind, do something that's hopeful. Unfortunately, what we do is when we fall asleep, we're like worrying about the day ahead of us. Yeah. So just consider that, consider that would be a time to just say, I can't wait to see what happens tomorrow. You know, things like that, just that alone, just that simple. Um, And see if you wake up with a little better vibe. Okay. Yeah. I love it. That's what I'd say. This has been outstanding. If anybody wants more from you, um, you're still, are you still taking clients for like life coaching and your work? I'm not as much. This is what I've been doing the last year. I've been working in New York city. I mentioned that, um, these two women came to me because they wanted to create a space on the upper East side in New York, a wellness space. And again, with all these ideas, like it's not prescriptive, we meet everyone where they are in their self-care journey. And so, um, we have a space within that, a dedicated space called the study. And in that we have breath work, um, hypnosis. We have some hypnosis classes. We have meditation, we have sound, Ooh. and then we have these life coaches coming in that teach on all different things. I teach a couple classes. One is called keys to you. And we just go through themes like forgiveness, self-love, compassion, surrender. Wow. And then I have a class called the tools, which mm-hmm. is again, just putting tools in people's hands. Self-hypnosis is one of them, inner child, um, emotional freedom techniques. So every week we do a new tool. Oh, and then gosh. I teach a class called the spirituality of the 12 steps, which is just distilling the essence of each 
each step because it's a blueprint for living. It, it can raise people out of the ashes. It can work for anybody, for anything, and like how to build a relationship with yourself and God, you know? So that's really yeah. what it's about and get right with yourself. So I teach that. And then we have incredible practitioners. And that was my joy as the programming director to find the best of the best and bring them all under one space together. And, um, you know, we've been growing in silos a little bit. I think a lot of people, you, there was the mommy culture, but then there, during the pandemic, but there was also a lot of people because my practice was booming of people just saying, I'm not okay. How do I, um, uh, what do I do in a world that's changing around me? How, yeah. what's, what's true, what's real for me. And I've had people like up and shift their life hundred percent from, you know, city to farms, to yeah. <laughs> changing careers, to divorcing, to marrying, to having children, to just so many incredible things happened during this. It wasn't all just a wash, you know, right. I mean, look at that might've happened to you, but out of that sprouted this new version of you. So it's yes. really a transformative period of time on the planet. I really do feel that. Yeah. And so to create this space in the study at Sage and Sound, where people can come back together and grow alongside each other, we've forgotten how powerful that is because we're all on Zooms, you know, and it's important to feel that energy that we feel in a room of like-minded people growing together that want the same things. Like, I want to know myself better. I want to experience peace. I want to show up in my relationships more yes. fully myself. And that's kind of where I want to spend time now, less of the one-on-one. -on -one. I might get back to that at some point, Okay, but it's really in in, um, in a community. So I, this is going to be a stupid question. I was going to ask if it was virtual or you had to be in New York, but it sounds like it is not virtual. <laughs> I know it is not. We will be streaming at some point because Ooh. we're just coming. We have Dr. Shafali coming in December. So one of our first speakers, and then we have, um, Evan Britton coming NFL, you know, him. Oh my gosh. And we, and that might be streamed. So where could people go to find might be. like to be able to follow? right now, if you're not in New York city, we just follow us now, follow me on Instagram. I'm Ryan.Hadden on Instagram. And I write a lot of posts and a lot of, I just put a lot of content on there. That's kind of where I'm the most present mm -hmm. other than when I'm showing up in, in the city for Sage and Sound, but we will be streaming in the new year. So we'll have different um, courses and classes that you can sign up with. So we're focusing on the community piece in person, but then we're going to open up that community piece globally. Fabulous. Let's just end it with just one little tip for someone that wants to become more spiritually aligned. Like I was not at all two years ago, like what, it, but wants to go there, just kind of like hesitant, what's just something they can do to just be, become more in tune with their just to be in tune with themselves. Maybe we'll yeah, call it true. that. Just right. you how can you be more right. in tune with yourself? Yes. Yes. How, how do we create connection? Um, I would say, cause that's what spirituality is supposed to do. It's supposed to bring you back to you. Yeah. Right. So let's, let's, uh, I'd like to just phrase it that way. I instead. love that. Um, just, just to bring some, some awareness in your day and where you check out, get curious. I use that word a lot here. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe just to notice your breath and that's what meditation is. So it's just having a focal point. So maybe you might close your eyes and you might just breathe in and out three times. You might do a four, seven, eight breath work, breathe in for four, hold for seven, exhale for eight. We breathe super shallow and that creates stress and anxiety. So if you were to incorporate one thing, I'd say just bring some conscious breathing into your day, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it can be while you're driving. Don't close your eyes, but it can, <laughs> you can just do the four, seven, eight while you're driving. It could be, it just brings you back to your body. It yep. just sends, gives yourself permission to be in you, that it's a safe place to be. And by 
doing breath work, by doing a practice as simple as that, you start to um, create a relationship with you and you start to notice things a little bit more and it becomes a little more deliberate, a little less unconscious. And that's all we're really trying to do. That's what all these practices are made up for mm-hmm. is to be able to do that. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas.